Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. So very grateful for you. Thank you for never changing. Glad to be in the household of faith, amen? We're not afraid in this place because of our Lord. And we're dealing with that today, amen? Let's give the Lord a hand clap for all the declarations that God has done and ministered to us. Praise God. Amen, 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 amen. Well, praise God. We're going to get in the Word and reiterate exactly some things the Holy Spirit's already said to us. And uh, we thank our worship team today and thank the Word from heaven. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is so faithful. God is so good. You know, God never changes. This is not his first rodeo. He's been through a lot of stuff, and uh, he's been with, with and through a lot of people. And uh, I, I'm so blessed today to be uh, standing here. And um, Ashana, could you stay there just a second, please? I know there's a song uh, you're, you're, gonna, you're supposed to sing here in a minute. So, Amen. Thank God. Woo! Well, I'm thankful to be in a faith-filled church. Amen. Woo! And again, like the Spirit of God just spoke to us, Pastor Brooke there, about not to judge other people wherever they're at and what they're going through. This is a time for us to shine the church. This is a time for us to move ahead and, and to walk in the blessings of God. And I am, I am so thankful for that. And um, again, we, we want to do everything in the natural we can. We want to do everything in the natural we can to prevent things. We're not denying the situation with the virus. Uh, my main concern is, is the virus of fear has more power than the, the virus itself. Amen. Paralyzing people for making normal decisions of faith. And uh, I, I just want to encourage you today as you, you turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 as we continue talking about the matters of the heart. I want to talk about a heart of grace today that's full of faith and not of fear. I want to talk about releasing What's already on the inside of you? And I want to make a disclaimer right before we even go and before we even start. I want to say this to you. You don't need more faith today. You don't need more faith. We need to release what we have. You have more than enough on the inside of you to deal with any situation you'll come to. So it's not like, oh, Lord, if I had more faith. No, you have enough faith. We need to learn to release it in our talk and our walk and just walk it out. So I want to encourage you with that. I want to say this also to you from Isaiah 35, verse 4. Say to those who are fearful, the people who are battling fear, we're obligated to speak to ourselves, speak to our families, and speak to our friends, co-workers. Say to those who are fearful, be strong. Your God will come with a vengeance and a recompense, and he will come and save you. How many say amen? amen. We need to let people know, hey, God's been through this before. This is, not, this is not the first time a situation has come and caused an alarm in a world system. But I want to encourage you also, also this. 
The numbers, the numbers are not, I'm not going to try to get into the numbers here, but I want to tell you something. Things sometimes can be exaggerated. Exaggeration. Fear will exaggerate. The devil will tell you it's worse than what it is. The devil will tell you, how many knows the devil comes to speak evil over our lives? And how many knows our answer is always going to be Jesus? Amen? Amen? And how many knows our answer is going to come from the Word? And again, Isaiah 35, 4, Say to those who are fearful, fearful with their hearts, Be strong, your God will come with a vengeance and with a recompense. He will come and save you. The Bible says the things Job feared the most came upon him. How in the world did the enemy know what Job feared unless he said it? Our mouth. Listen, our mouth's going to be a track of how well we do through these things. If we speak faith, if we speak hope, if we walk and speak love, our mouth's going to be a track. And if you fell off track like I have, you know, this week I had a time I not only got off track, my whole choo-choo fell off the track. For a brief period of time, I just reacted out of my flesh. I was angered over a situation. And thank God nobody heard it but God and, and my wife. And I trust both of them with my life. But I just got to a point, I the choo-choo fell off the track. Well, the Holy Ghost, he puts the choo-choo back on the track. I mean, say amen. So God forgave me, my wife forgave me, and I got back on the track. Because I'm a person of, faith lives in here. Faith lives in you. Faith lives in you. Fear does not live in you. Faith lives in you. We're children of faith. We're children of hope. We're children of declaration. We could have went home right after praise and worship and the declaration of what God spoke to us. I'm telling you, look at your neighbor and say, this thing's going to work out. Amen? God, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. A sound mind does not operate in fear. Fear paralyzes things and situations. Let's look at what it says in Colossians this morning. How many loves the Word of God? How many is excited every time God speaks to you through His Word? Amen. Let's look at what it says in chapter 3. We're talking about a new day, matters of the heart. We're talking about a heart filled with grace. Now, we know grace is God's divine influence upon the heart, His unmerited favor. Grace enables us to be what the Word says we can be. And we know God has given us grace, and by grace and faith we're saved alone out of works. And we know it's God's grace on our lives that helps us to live larger than we can live in our own. Because God's word is full of protection. God's word is full of promises. God's word is full of miracles. You know, Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, be anxious or fretful or careful for nothing. That includes this virus. Be anxious, fretful, and careful for nothing. I can pretty much locate where you and I are when the subject comes up because either you're going to go one way or other. You're going to give a report on how bad, or I am, how bad it is and, and how tr troublesome it is and how many countries have had deaths. And, or you're going to start speaking to what the Word says about the situation. We're going to start speaking the promise and not, you know, um, focusing on the problem. As of 12 o'clock last night, there was one state in the United States, the Union, that had not one case. There's one state that did not have one case, and that's West Virginia. And I think there's a whole lot of reasons for that. But anyway, that's something no one talks about. But we have people getting on, on the media and getting up and talking about, we know there's tens of thousands of people in New York that hasn't been, that's got it and all that. Listen, guys, listen. Tune your ear into the channel of faith. Amen. Tune, your, tune your system into what God's promises are. 
And we're going to look at that and read that just in a second. Look what it says in Colossians chapter 3. Let's start in verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, that's you and I, this is the character of a new believer or a new man. New man, new woman. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies. What a time to do this. Kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. People are getting in fights, in lines getting shopping carts out. People are fighting over toilet paper. How many say amen? And, but you know why? Because fear will drive you to do something irrational. Fear will drive you to say things irrational, do something irrational. You know, it wasn't long after my brother had gotten married and he'd moved down the road. And he had a house and we grew up together. We slept together the time we were little. And, you know, it wasn't the biggest bed in the world. We both got bigger. So, anyway, I, I know one thing. Uh, come winter, he was the best stove I ever got around late at night. But anyway, but one night, my mom and dad was gone. I went to bed early and I, I didn't really... Um, you know, I wasn't thinking about anything, and um, I heard a noise in the kitchen, and I heard drawers being opened. Now, I'm already in bed. For whatever reason, I went to bed real early, and it's dark, and, and uh, I, I, you know, I was um, troubled, and I, the thought started coming, there, there's a robber in the house. How many's ever had that thought? You hear a noise, there's a robber in the house. Fear will paralyze you. And then the thought went from a robber to, uh, he, he's going to kill you when he finds you, he or she. I went to fear. I went to plumb fear then. I went into fear mode, like our nation is in right now. Plumb fear. I mean, faith will reverse fear. One word from heaven will reverse the needle of fear. So just kept rattling around, rattling around, rattling around. And I'm thinking, what, what are they doing? And then the devil said, they're looking for the biggest butcher knife they can find. I said, oh, this is, this is wonderful. Well, I'm laying there, and you know, I'm, I'm, you know, 20, I don't know what I was, 23 or 4 years old somewhere in there, and uh, 25, and, and I'm already in bed, and now I'm really, I'm, I went from just being anxious and fretful, and I'm full force fear now, full force fear, and I've, I've done, you know, I've done just, I wish I could have written mom and dad a note how much I loved them, and wish I could have done, wrote my own eulogy, and all this stupid stuff, how many's ever done that? How many's ever just seen your own funeral and wanted to write everything out? How many knows you need to focus on faith and not on fear, amen? We got a lot to accomplish, so... Fear drove me to do something irrational. Opened up the little window in that, that bedroom. We had two, two windows. And it wasn't very big. Nothing as big as this. It's a little small Reynolds aluminum uh, window that was put in in 1959 when my Uncle Johnny built the house. And I, in my underwear, start going out that window. And I get hung up, hanging upside down, thinking, because this killer's coming to get me. This killer's coming to get me. And I mean, I'm scared. And I'm doing things crazy. And I'm scared. Well, I finally fall out of the window on my head. Fear calls you to fall on your head. And when you fall on your head, you won't make right decisions. You'll make decisions forced out of the circumstances instead of the promises of God. So I fell down on my head. I mean, I'm, I'm already spirit-filled at this point. And, you know, I, I don't know why I'm just getting so afraid. Please get off your back if you, you didn't see this coming. Let's start from the day and let's live in faith. Amen? Please don't live under condemnation. Please don't do that today. Let's live with the Spirit of God where life is. So I fell on my head, so I run around the corner of the house because whoever's in there is, is leaving the house now. I'm standing at the corner of the house. Fear will cause you to step into things you really wouldn't think you would ever do, like declare things that's not true, step into things that's not true, run instead of facing the situation, run from the situation instead of like David ran to the situation. 
I'm going to kill you today, Goliath. I'm going to take your head off today. I love David. Amen. And all he had is what God provided. There was enough. A sling and a stone. He didn't have a sword. But every time you defeat something large in the realm of the spirit, God will reward you with whatever they had coming at you. He took Goliath's sword. It became a very, very important thing in the kingdom of God. Anyway, I fell down on my head, and now I've rammed my shoulder up, and I'm, I'm hurting, and I'm mad. I go around the corner of the house, and uh, I finally saw the robber. And he come around the, the back corner of the house. And he come around, and I thought, oh, my God, he's going to get me now. But he didn't have a knife in his hand. He had a can of chicken noodle soup. It was Dooley who'd come up in the middle of the night and got a can of chicken noodle soup from Mom. And I thought, how stupid am I? How could I be so stupid? My own brother's come to get chicken noodle soup. I got this strange serial killer going to kill me in my own bed. And that's how the devil works. Anyway, y'all can laugh at my ignorance. But anyway, let's go back to the word. Bearing with one another, forgiving one another, verse 13. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, this is a time for, of forgiveness, amen? This is a time of let loose of long, long things of unforgiveness. Past mates, past relationships, bosses, people that owed you money never paid you back. This is a time to forgive PE teachers that made you do stupid stuff. This is a time to forgive neighbors. This is a time, as the Spirit of God has already spoken to us, to step in to being who God wants us to be. Then it says, above all these things, put on love. You've got to put it on every morning. It's a part of who we are. How many say amen? Which is the bond of perfection. That's translated maturity. The more godly love we walk in, he relates it to levels of maturity. Then he says, here, here's what happens. And let peace. Let the peace of God. There's the peace of God in this room today. I don't feel fear. I don't feel anxiety. I'm not worried. Well, what about if you go to Kroger's and they don't have what you have and what you like? I'm going to try something new. I may say amen. You know, we might, might get over into eating, you know, a different kind of sardine. That's the way I'm looking at it. God's our supplier, amen? And on top of that, go through your phone and find people who are good at cooking and having stuff ahead. Just tap into your family of friends, Amen. There's some people that I just go into their house and get in the refrigerator. I'm not admonishing you to do that, but there's some people I do. And it just develop those relationships. Because a brother or sister is born for adversity. The real ones. Adversity. Amen. I have one friend, if I go into the house, uh, he, for whatever reason, wants to make me tea. And uh, whether I went in as a diabetic, I come out as a diabetic, but not in Jesus' name. I, I don't speak that. I'm just, I'm just saying... His way of loving me is with tea. Some people will love you with different things. But be willing to sow back. Look what it says here. It says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Rule. Let it be the umpire to which you were called into one body and being thankful. You know what the word is teaching us here? Learn to be unified. Learn to come together. Verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly to bring all wisdom. I'm telling you, we need the wisdom of God's word in this time. Amen. You know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many say amen? amen? How many knows that's true? And you know what? If he has tomorrow, we don't have to worry about tomorrow. We can trust in tomorrow that he has enough provision for us to walk us through spirit, soul, and body tomorrow. Amen? Well, what are we going to do? Our kids can't go to school. Let's find friends and family to help with our kids. 
It's a great opportunity here to help with kids. Well, I haven't had a kid in my house in years. It's a good time to drag out some old toys. Why are you looking at me like I ate a green banana? I mean, this is what family does. Family adjusts to situations. That's what we do. Family adjusts and walks in kindness. Family will pray in the Holy Ghost and find out what God wants to do. Things like that. How many here has already thought about what we're going to do with all of our kids? Raise your hand. Both parents work. You know, what we're going to do with our kids. So it's just something we can do. How many's already thought about the older people, the widows who might have struggles in areas and how to help them? People that's shut in, literally shut in. How many's thinking about that? Because ever how much we sow out of our own spirit and our overflow, God's going to bless us back. Amen? And being in the presence of Him. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That's what we did this morning. We sung with grace in our hearts. Everybody say this with me. God's got this. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to live in faith. I'm going to be a blessing. I'm going to help. I'm not going to hurt. And we're going to come out the other side stronger with greater character and greater love. How many believes that? And whatsoever, verse 17, you do in word or deed, so that's both, word or deed, talk or walk, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Do it. Everybody say do it. Out of the overflow of your heart. Again, you don't need more faith. We just need to learn to release what we have. We need to understand that faith the size of a mustard seed, which is barely recognizable, and I heard someone, an older parishioner, go out the front door, uh, first service, said this, said the mustard seed is one of the only or fewest seeds that cannot be cross-pollinated. It will not cross-pollinate with anything else. It's pure. It will not cross-pollinate. Jesus said if you have faith the size, faith is just simply believing what God said is a promiseable thing that we can walk in. What he said is true. If we believe in just one Word revealed from God in faith, the size of a mustard seed, will speak to the problem or the mountain, and it moves, it goes away. Amen. Just takes the size of a mustard seed. It's just believing Jesus in that one specific situation and declaring what God said. Declaring what God said. Just like Daniel said, you throw me in the lines, I'm coming out tomorrow. Just like the three Hebrew children. If we don't come out, we're going to still stay in here with Jesus. And you know who come in the middle of the storm? Jesus come in the middle of the fire. Just like Jesus told the boys, we're going to the other side. Stay in the boat of faith and the boat of love and the boat of grace. Whatever you do, do in word or deed and do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God, the Father through Him. How many knows Jesus is our answer to everything? Amen. And I want Shauna to play this song about Jesus. And about calling on Him. And getting to a revelation of when we just don't call on Him in troubled times. But we call on Him for our life support every day of our lives. Amen. You all can actually just sing this with me. This pastor was, in the first service, was um, calling people up for prayer. This, this, this song just came to me, you know. Sometimes we don't know what to say or ask for, but we say his name. Say. 
on what to do when you go home today, so I need uh, I need your attention uh, here. We have a testimony from a lady, and basically I'm going to paraphrase it. Uh, I don't, don't feel like we are uh, going to have time to go through all this, but basically a lady lives in this community. Put some online that she's seen the miracle-working power of God, seen bones healed overnight, and tumors fall off of people, and and uh, you know a person raised from the dead. And basically said, if God did it before, He can do it again. And how many believes that? And that God's preparing us for the end time, an opportunity to, to love and trust people. So I want you to turn to Psalms 91, and this is going to be instruction today as you go home. This is for you individually, Psalms 91, in your household. I'm going to instruct you to pray this out loud over your household, over your household. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to take oil when you get home. And, you know, we anoint with oil, different situations. I'm going to ask you when you get home to take some kind of cooking oil, uh, some kind of Crisco or whatever they have now. I don't even know what they have cooking oil. I'm going to ask you to do something that was done in the Old Testament. We have the promises of God, and we just heard about calling on the name of Jesus. I'm asking you to mark what belongs to you. I'm asking you to take the oil of faith and mark what belongs to you. And You can start by praying over your children, anointing them with oil, over your husband and wife. Uh, if you're single yourself, I'm going to ask you to take that oil. In the Old Testament, when the, the Hebrew people were in bondage in Egypt all of those years, God raised up Moses to bring them out, to bring them out of Egypt. And it's a type of coming from the world over into the, the new beginnings of Christ. So I'm going to encourage you to go home today. What happened was God spoke to Moses to speak to Pharaoh to let my people go. He's telling He's telling. He's telling us again, I want my people free. How many say amen? I want a free spirit, soul, and body. I want them led by the spirit, not pushed by the issues of life. So basically, uh, Pharaoh wouldn't give in. There was nine plagues. This, first of all, this is not a plague sent from God. The coronavirus is not sent from God. God satisfied his wrath on Jesus. Now at the end of the day, and the end of the coming, and the end of when Jesus comes, there's going to be some bad things happen. There's some vials that's going to be opened in Revelation. This is not that. This is the beginning of sorrows and woes. This is, I'm telling you, this is the time for the church to stand up with authority in the name and the power of Jesus Christ. And it's to pray for the sick. It's for cast out devils. It's for illuminating people in freedom. So anyway, Pharaoh wouldn't listen. Started out with frogs. And finally got down to serious business, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't let the people go. So God, God told Moses, I'm going to take all the firstborn babies. Now, God did that in that time. It's a different season and time. And, but he said, because of the leader will not submit, I'm going after what's closest to his heart. He said, I want my people free. But here's what God said. All those Egyptian people were under, th those people did not know God. They worshiped false gods and so forth. But he told Moses, he said, now you and yours will be protected. I want to encourage you and me to understand the protection of God. How many say amen? He said, take the best lamb you have.
make a sacrifice and anoint the doorpost of your home. Everybody say anoint the doorpost of your home. That includes our heart, our head, and our hands. But basically they sacrificed the lamb. They took the blood and a lot of other things at one time. And they put it over the entrance to their home. So when the calamity came or the death angel came, it passed over those covered in the blood. So I want to encourage you as a type and a shadow today just to anoint your house, anoint your car, anoint your children. And when the coronavirus tries to come, it'll pass over. That through the blood of Jesus and the, the name of Jesus, we have authority in Jesus' name. How many say amen? Does that make sense to you? Just, just anoint it and declare what God says. Declare what God says. God's not going to leave us helpless. We're out here. And I'm telling you, the virus is a serious situation, but the virus of fear is way more. And we're not people of fear. We're people of faith. We're people of trust. Amen? Jesus has got that thing. Amen? Call on the name of Jesus. So... If you feel led, go do that. I would encourage you just to pray over that in Jesus' name. And, and I want to close out with some scripture here in the 91st Psalm. Look at it with me and look at the promises of God. Look at the promises of God. Let's start in verse 5. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor by the arrow that flies by the daytime. Verse 6, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness. I'm telling you, this thing snuck upon us. How many say Amen nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Guys, we got to get bold about this. It'll not come near you. I mean, if the FedEx driver come up and had a box with holes in it, and he said, this box is for you, and this box contains four different kind of poisonous venomous snakes, are you going to sign for the box? So we're signing for boxes we don't want by our non-understanding. My people perish for lack of what? And we're also signing for things by not being vocal. No, you're not doing that here. Draw a line in the sand. Draw a line with the blood of Jesus. Draw a line with the word of God. Don't be stupid. You know, don't do the stupid natural things that they say. But let's not live in fear. Let's live in faith. Amen? Let me finish out with this. And it says in, in verse... 9, it says, because you, have made, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, because we have pushed into the presence of God, we've allowed God to become more than just someone we believe in. We've allowed Him to become all of our life. It says, verse 10, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague, plague come near your dwelling. For He shall give His angels charge over you. I don't know if you believe in angels, but they're here. And they want to assist us and help us. How many say amen? amen? We declare what God says. And he said he wants to keep you in all your ways. And in their hands they'll bear you up and lest you dash your foot against the stone. And, and you shall tread upon the lion or the cobra. In other words, whatever comes your way. Verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. Because we set our love upon God, he's going to deliver us. I'm telling you. How many here's got kids or grandkids? How many if somebody tried to harm him would rip their head off? I mean, no doubt, right? How much more does he love us than we can love our own children and grandchildren? Oh, it's so good to be protected. It's so good to be protected by the blood of Jesus. It's so good to be protected by angels. It's so good to be protected by the word. So I'll deliver them and I'll set them on high because he and she has known my name.
and he shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. Thank you, Father God. You love America. You haven't given up on America. You've, you've shown your face toward America. And Father, we thank you for a revival from this thing. Repentance and revival where this nation is brought back to you. Father, we thank you of not only being in the church house, but house to house, the revival of your word and your spirit, that people submit and commit their lives to you. And it says this, I'll deliver him or her and honor them. And with long life, everybody say long life. Long life. Let's say it real loud, long life, long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Father God, I thank you long life's in front of us. I thank you you're going to satisfy the desires of our hearts serving you. I thank you, Father God, we're going to propel and push the kingdom forward I thank you Lord when you come back you're going to find people occupying and be busy about your business and that is loving and setting people free and people coming into the kingdom and pushing darkness back so the spirit of fear that's been attached to this virus we arrest you today in Jesus name and we release the spirit of faith that all things are possible that God's the same yesterday today and forever that miracles are occurring, and we pray for the people who are battling it. We pray for the people who have lost loved ones. We pray for the people who are de dealing with the fear of it. And we proclaim, my God is more than enough. We proclaim, my God's got tomorrow plus today. My God loves me more than I could even love him. And we thank you, Lord. We will come out the other side and have a testimony in Jesus' name. Amen, this name. Amen, this name.